Watching at home, DCK Productions proudly brings to you the greatest podcast in the world. Come on. The greatest podcast in the world? Suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. I appreciate it if you both suck it. Suck it. We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome everybody to. I am the great and powerful king of kings, prince of all that is awesome. Derek, how the fuck is everybody tonight? It is Monday, 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 Monday. And I've got a really awesome guest for you tonight. However, she's running a little bit late. So what I thought would be really cool to do is bring on somebody that is way more awesome than I am. Bring on somebody that just, just is just awesome all around. And I think you'll be happy with this person that I have chosen to come on with me today because she's just so phenomenally awesome. And then I'll talk to her for a little bit and then I'll bring it on the beautiful Courtney Reppert later on in the show. But for now, please welcome the queen of Kansas City, the former co-host of this podcast, Miss. Cat Daniels. What's up, baby? Hello. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? You know, I feel like we just did this like, you know, eight hours ago. Right? I know. It's so <laughs> weird. We did. Um, so for those of you who don't join us on Mondays at noon, we do a mental health show every Monday at noon. Um, and the, for the people listening on the podcast, um, it's exclusive to YouTube and Facebook Live. Um, so it's more of an interactive show. It's definitely not podcast worthy because it wouldn't work very well. No, as a we podcast. need comments. We that. need comments. We need content. So it's a little bit different than this show, which is all about being a podcast, which is all about being a video show, which is all being about being a talk show. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, but the that is definitely just a, a, a video show only. Correct. So how how's life treating you over in Teachable Soul Land? Oh, it's well. It's swell. It's swell. I'm still posting two episodes a week, and that's honestly a little bit exhausting. But Okay, I don't want to hear shit because you can't say, <laughs> Oh, I, I post two episodes a week and that's exhausting. I do five. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, I do six episodes a week, including our episode. Yeah, yeah, six. I do six. Okay, I'm on the air for like well, eleven to twelve exhausting hours. Exhausting for me. I my husband had to go back to work, and so now I'm stuck at home entertaining the kids. And mom guilt is real. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. I'm sure it is. 
But you know what? I had a conversation with like a bunch of adults the other day and I was like, hey, did your parents like play with you guys often? Was it like your mom and your dad? Was it just your mom? Was it just your dad? And there were people on there who were like, no, my parents didn't play with me at all. And I'm like, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, like my dad never, never played with me. I don't think like, yeah kind of like one no, my, my, great moon my mom said like, get the fuck outside or go play your playstation or Nintendo. Right. yeah but my mom i was the youngest so my mom mostly relied on like my siblings to entertain me and she didn't have to but like i play with my kids all of the time you're creating a dependency issue am i though because I, I feel like eventually they're gonna get sick of me they're gonna be like Ugh, mom why do you always want to hang out with me Ugh. Cause that's what happened to my son. But your son, yeah. But I think you treat your daughter differently. What makes you say that? I don't know. There's just something. There's just something about it that makes me think you do. Mm. I think you're more mommy to your to your daughter because she's your little girl. Well, but I think that's just because she's like seven right now. So uh, she's she's just now starting to get kind of more mature. You know, like we talked about this morning. And so she's, she's kind of like, if she has the option though, between hanging out with friends that she wants to hang out with and hanging out with me, she'll go hang out with her friends. Hands down. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's, see, like I said, I mean, you know, I have a nine year old, she'll be 10 here in 11 days mm-hmm. and you know, she puts herself to bed. you know, I, we, I, we don't put her to bed. Um, yeah. She'll, you know, go and play with friends or go outside and play on a skateboard, you know, whatever. I mean, we, you know, give her a phone and she's happy. She'll be playing Roblox or Minecraft or oh, now, yeah. she, now she's playing animal crossing. I guess they have a mo- animal crossing as a mobile app now. So, I mean, she's doing everything out there. I mean, she's just, yeah. Hmm. I want to play animal crossing. I've heard it's, I've heard it's addicting. Oh yeah, totally. Hey, speaking of, um, I mean, not speaking of, but so there was a song that you played, the song that you played for the intro just now. Mm-hmm. It reminded me that somebody asked me one time, if you could play any instrument, what would you play? Okay. What would you play? I play the guitar. So that was the instrument I wanted to play. Be the guitar? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so that, you only ever want to play the guitar ever for the rest of your life? If I had a choice, then yeah, Absolutely. What if, like, you could just know how to play a musical instrument instantly, whatever it was? Which one would you pick? Guitar. Still? Okay. So I chose drums when somebody asked me that, okay? Okay. And they assumed that that meant somehow that it was because I had, like, pent-up aggression or something. I don't know why. All right, so the so the guy in me says this. Okay, so it was a guy. You know what I'm saying? So the guy in me says this. This is what I think. So you know, chicks that play drums are super hot. So like they're instant fucking hard on. Okay. So <laughs> guitars, you play a fucking massive melody or a really cool fucking riff for a girl, instant fucking pussy witness. So, you know, guys play guitar, pussy witness, girls play drums, instant dick hard. So if you got, if you got a girl playing the drums and a guy playing a guitar, they're fucking all the time. Why you gotta make an effect to a thing? Because I'm a dude. <laughs> Cause I'm a, and this no. is my, this is, this is suck it, damn it. <laughs> For real. This is how it goes so, on this show. <laughs> it is. So, um, 
he said that and he was like, okay, I could see that. And I was like, wait a minute. I didn't know what I just agreed to. First of all, I didn't mean to, that's not why, but like, I just like the, the backbeat of the music. Like that's where it's at for me. Okay. Anyways, it just reminded I mean, me I, of that I conversation. Guess. I guess. I mean, conversation. I mean, playing the drums is very, very difficult. I mean, it really is. Mm -hmm. I mean, most people just think, oh, I'm going to get on there and just. Duh, 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 duh. No. <laughs> did I freeze? I think you did. How come? I don't know. It's not, it has nothing to do with my internet connection. I don't control yours or your you feed at all. You hear me, though? That's so like, weird. Yeah, now you're just like frozen in time. Why is only my screen frozen? I mean, because at least it's, it's not like a <laughs> picture. It's, no, it's actually kind of a cute picture. <laughs> right? Like, it's not actually that bad. Okay, I can handle that. It's your I mean, internet. It's your internet connection. Well, when is it going to fix? My internet connection is fine. All right, hold. Let me remove you and bring you back. Hold on. And now it's just a black screen. Now it's just a black screen. <laughs> it's your internet connection. I can tell you that no. right now. That's it's fine. Great. You know, we can, we can still talk. It'll come back eventually. <laughs> so anyway, um, so, um, yeah. what happened today? Oh man. There's well, been... technically, it happened on Friday. What we talked about earlier? Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Come on, the Santa Clarita stuff. Yeah, I uh, see. I didn't know what date it happened. Yeah, so happened um, on Friday. So apparently, what we're talking about is this: there's some bullshit going on in California, as always. Apparently, in Santa Clarita, um, your picture just popped back up and then it went away. That was well, interesting. I know because I tried to stop my camera and start it again. But it's still not like it's something. It must be. It, must it might be, be your actual camera. camera. It might be your actual camera. Yeah, which is weird because it's connected. Like it's inside my computer. I can't. Why would that be? I don't know. It might just be also be your connection too. But anyway, um, work on that while I talk. Oh, there you are. You're back. Yay. Oh, wait. Nope. There you are. Okay, cool. All right. So um, so Friday, there was a. A 911 called in Santa Clarita, California. Or multiple. Multiple. Okay. There was multiple. And that's what I want to get to. Okay. So the, the call came from a couple different people. And um, one of them was saying that there was an old man attacking a group of kids. There was another call that said a group of kids was attacking an old man. It was a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Well, the cops got there and immediately pulled their firearms on these three black kids. Teenagers. Yep, three teenagers. Now, say what you want. I wasn't there. You weren't there. All we have is our articles to go off of. And video. And okay, video. video. And video. The thing about it is the what I read, from what I read, based off of everyone's, there's multiple phone calls made to 911, right. including phone calls stating there's, a, there's three teenagers beating an old man with a skateboard. There was, there was one of those. Okay. But there was still that going on. Correct. And when they got there, the old man, the homeless guy, is missing. He, they can't find him. He, he's gone. Really? Yes. He is nowhere to be found. So the video that I saw, one of the police officers was trying to calm one of the uh, uh, bystanders down by saying that there was an officer with the homeless guy. There's, according to the article that I read, which was updated as of uh, noon today, the homeless guy is missing. They cannot find him anywhere. Oh, no. 
Yep. So, in all reality, that makes it worse because that means that officer lied. Well, it makes it worse, but the thing about it is, it's also, but again, there's no way to really verify. You know both sides of the story. Yeah, we have you know witness testimonials. Correct, <laughs> but it's but when the cops first got there, they had no idea. All right, but look, all right. So here's here's what upsets me about all this. First of all, we have a race issue in our country. So even if we wanted to pretend, okay that these teenagers were three white kids that got guns pulled on them. Okay. Right. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're all black. Okay. Correct. But even if we pretended, is that really the best response to pull I, guns on teenagers who have skateboards? You're right. That's not my point here. I'm not saying whether what they did was or was not right. I'm saying that's but, my point. Okay. But that's fine. But my point is, all why all of a sudden? Let me say it's not all of a sudden. I take that back. I re, I retract my statement. You're not. But why is it now with everything that's going on, automatically a race issue if a black kid or a black guy or anybody you know different color gets a gun pulled on them? We don't know what's going on through. They have to the cop whether they're right or wrong. Now again, they pulled a gun on a kid. That is wrong. Period. Because matter what of systemic color. racism. Okay, but if if, yeah, if, a, if a bunch of calls came in and said, hey, there's this black guy beating up another black guy or a black guy robbing a house or whatever the case might be, or a Spanish guy or an Asian guy, whatever the case might be, and they show up and they pull their guns, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what they're there for. All right. If they, no, if they just, no, if no, they just, no, that's if they a were whole to, different situation. I, I'm just telling you. If two people are physically fighting and the cops show up and there might be physical violence to the cops, that's a whole different situation. If that's, what you're saying you is don't true, know what happened. No, but listen, if what you're saying is true, that the homeless guy got away, that means that those three teenagers were just standing there when the cops got there. With skateboards, and that's it. And every single person on the sidewalk backing them up, saying they're not the ones who did anything wrong, guys. What are you doing? Why do you have your firearms pulled out? They didn't do anything wrong. They were attacked. Yes, but as soon as they as soon as they said that, they did put their firearms away. No! You didn't watch the video. Yes, I did. No, that you didn't watch the same video I watched because that is not what happened. They didn't put their firearms away until they were in handcuffs for no reason. Watch it again. Pull it. Pull it up and play it. In a case like that, listen, I'm not defending the police in any which way, shape, or form. I'm sitting there saying that there's a... There's a You're entitled to your own opinion. I'm not, no, because I'm not going to sit here and... You know, to my hundred thousand people that are going to listen to this damn episode, sit there and say, "Derek is no, I'm not doing that. Okay. I am not defending the police." Well, it sounds like you're trying to play devil's advocate and be like, "Well, we don't know." I'm doing, I'm doing two things. Okay. Yes, I am playing devil's advocate, but number two, here's the ultimate issue that I have right now. Sure, it seems like every time the police do anything with a person of color, period, doesn't matter if it's black, 
Hispanic, whatever, it's automatically a race issue. And I'm finding problems with that because now the, now they're blocking the police from doing, doing their job. Whether these cops are in the right or wrong is not the point. All right. So I don't. They're think... making it a race issue right away. And that's what it seems like. All right. But here's the problem. We cannot even attempt to figure out whether it's a race issue or not until the police stop escalating situations, period. They need to learn how to figure out to de-escalate a situation and do some hostage negotiation training or whatever you want to do, but they have to stop escalating situations because that's how people get hurt. I don't care what color you are. That's how right. people get hurt. So the fact of the matter is they have to fix the, the, the de-escalation situation before we can even really... Well, okay, not before we can even really. It wouldn't be an issue if they would know how to de-escalate a situation. See, that's... It wouldn't again, be an issue at all. Okay, but how do we know? Because nobody would be what, able to say that. But how do we know what was going through the cops' heads when we got there? When they got there? We don't know. Oh, they were playing it safe. How do we know that those kids weren't going to immediately attack the cops with their skateboards? With their like, skateboards? We don't know. They have okay. Worst case scenario, a cop has three other weapons on them that isn't a freaking gun at all times. Okay. So it doesn't matter what was going through their head. They have a taser. They have a baton. They have pepper spray. That, like, the only reason that I think it would be reasonable for them to pull a gun on somebody is a, if they absolutely know beyond a shadow of a doubt that somebody else has a gun or B, if they're somebody is on drugs to the point that they are out of their mind. But no, see, I disagree with the last one. If they're on the drugs out of their mind, they need to be tased. They don't need to be shot. First, you're right. But, but the thing about it is there's no way the taser won't affect them. There's no fucking way you can prove without a shadow of a doubt if somebody has a gun. If you're by the time you if figure you that out, you can be shot. Well, okay, listen, I understand your point, and I'm sorry, but the fact of the matter is police literally signed up to protect and serve regardless of the consequences. They signed up for that shit, just like the military does Correct. every damn day. Correct. And I'm not denying that. But what I'm saying is we're not police officers. And now there's millions of people in this country sitting there trying to dictate what a cop can or can't do. And every time a cop does anything that is can be viewed in any which way you perform is not doing what they're supposed to do. We're, you know, people are protesting it. It's not fucking right. Now, listen, I want to make sure everyone no, is hold on. Not right. Oh, it is right. because here's the thing. Here's a couple of things. Number one, I am very pro um, gun laws. I want stricter gun laws. Okay. Same. I am very much against the Republican party, but I'm also very much against the democratic uh, party too. They're both fucking assholes. I hate the two party system, period. I am for Americans as a whole. That's what it is. I don't like Trump. I don't like fucking Biden. I don't like what Congress is doing. I don't like what the House is doing. So I want for? I don't I'm going to vote for Biden's running mate, whoever he chooses. Hopefully it's the right person. I was going to say, if you say Kanye right now, I'm going to stab No, I, we talked about this last week <laughs> to where we're talking. I told you it's going to be Biden's running mate that's going to win this election. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, and, he came out and said that he's going to pick her. He didn't say her. her. I think he said the. I think he said tomorrow, the 11th, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. But I don't remember. But either way, my point is, I am not one of those far right, far left. I'm I'm a strict down the middle type of guy, and I'm just seeing problems systemically with not only racism but also reverse racism. I guess you could say. I um, agree. I I. I because now the okay, because of a few bad apples we're having these problems and absolutely the cops deserve there there needs to be a change in the police departments absolutely i agree there's too much systemic racism in the police departments i agree however not everything a cop does is racist and that's how it's making and that's how i'm viewing it right now how people are making it out to be okay well in this particular instance because those kids were black and because the cops handled it the way they chose to handle it, it's being viewed as racist. And I understand why. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that it wasn't not racist. You should check out articles of immunity and their group here. It's ambitious, but gaining a lot of momentum. What's that? I'm not sure what, what he's talking about. You should check out articles I've of unity. I've heard the words articles of unity, but I don't know. I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah, you go ahead and Google that. But yeah. either way, my point is we don't know what's going on. You know, and if correct me if I'm wrong, but there wasn't there a Hispanic cop that was part of this thing today? Right? I don't Friday? Know. I know I, that there were three police officers involved. I know that. Just three? I think it was three to well, start. Three in the video. Yeah. So, um, I know that the, well, in the video that I watched, they said that the homeless guy was Hispanic. So, I mean, it's not like a black against white thing. It's just a simple racism. I mean, just in but general. Where's the racism in this? Well, I don't, because I don't think that it would have mattered if the boys were Hispanic. I think they would have had the same response. If the no, I think if they were white, they would have had the same response. I disagree. We, but you don't know that you weren't in those cops' shoes. And you don't know what was said over dispatch. Yeah. You don't know any of that. All and we I know is what's based off of what witnesses are saying and a video. Yes. But no, and but there's still wrong. a whole other side of that story. We don't know is my point. And and you're not wrong. I repeat, you're not wrong. I don't know, but and and we would never know. I mean, all of the the. One of the one of the issues with with calling anything racism is that it's so hard to prove. That's Correct. the matter. And Correct. so it's. Hold on, pause for one second. For those of y'all tuning in and tuning out, our guest Courtney Reppert will be here about nine o'clock. So, um, Kat and I are just having some fun right now, and Nicole <laughs> Kat, Nicole Reppert will be on at nine o'clock. So, just letting y'all know, don't go nowhere, or come back at nine, however you want to do it. But either way, Nicole, excuse me, Courtney. Now, Courtney Ruppert will be on at nine o'clock. Anyway, go back to what you're saying. Yeah. So um, racism is hard to prove. Is it I'm is. Saying. But that. But my and point it, is, but why are we, why is, there's no reason. Because it's like, it's like. There's no reason why three kids should have ever had a gun pulled on them, period. Absolutely. No, but exactly. why, but my but the point is, it's automatically a race issue just because they're black. We don't know if it was a race issue. It made Why national news. Really? It made national news. Because the thing about it is, there's because a systemic problem on the opposite end now that automatically, every time a cop does anything against a black guy, it's automatically racist. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think that we can figure that out even. I don't think that we can say that until cops, like, 
just stop escalating situations, period. I don't think that we can definitively be able to tell whether they're being racist or not until they stop escalating situations. They escalate no matter what they do. And that's what they're trained to do. And it's wrong. And they need to fix it. And it's I'm not saying that you're wrong. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I'm not, but I'm not saying again, I'm not saying that you're wrong on that issue. Right. But what I am saying is, what was that? Oh. Um, What's what? I don't know. There's like something in my shot. Oh, it's a oh. cord. No, it's my it was my my little uh, my my uh, light. Um, but anyway, what I'm saying is, regardless of whether or not there's a color issue or not, there's a there's a problem in the police department. What happened on Friday or whenever it happened should not have happened at all. Period. But the thing about it is, again, just because it was a a group of black kids, it seems to me like it's they're making it out to be a race issue. And it even got covered on TMZ of all places. Yeah. Okay. The thing about it is it wouldn't, if this was white kids and they pulled the guns on the white kids, would it have made national news on TMZ? That's I the problem. It's, it's automatic. It's reverse racism as well. I would like to believe that it would have at a bare minimum. I mean, I don't know if it would have made national news. Probably you're right. You see my, do you see my point? Yes. I still stop. Can you not call it reverse racism? It's, it's not though. It's not reverse racism because it's not, they're not, that's okay. not that you're right. I'm not, I'm calling it the wrong thing, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to make a, I'm trying to make a, it's, it's, I understand what you're saying. It's not reverse racism. What it is, is it's, um, double standard. It's maybe? a double standard. There you go. Thank you. That's sure. better. You're there welcome. you go. Better, okay. better phrasing. Yes. Thank you. Okay. It 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 is. You're right. If they are white, they would it would not have made national news. It might have made local news because they shouldn't have had guns pointed oh. at kids. Period. But I, but what I'm what I'm also saying what I also mean by the reverse racism and maybe double standard is the fact that it's now automatically always the cops' fault every time something like this happens, and we don't know that to be true. How were do we know every single um every single call so that I'm went in? All right, so look, I watched the video. The problem with videos like, is we don't get the whole story. Well, but listen, the cops were sitting there arguing with all of the bystanders that were trying to get them to stop, okay? So one of the cops said, hey, what call? What are you guys talking about? And the bystanders were like, these kids didn't do anything wrong. All they did was try to defend themselves with their skateboards from a homeless man who tried to stab them with a knife. And one of the cops said, okay, well, that's not the call that we're even responding to. We're on two completely different calls. And the, and the, the, but the bystanders had to explain to them, even though you're on two different calls, because they got two different calls into dispatch, which with two different explanations of what was going on, you're at the same scene with the same people involved in the same thing. And that's the problem. And so, I mean, I understand to some degree that it was a misunderstanding. The problem that I have is that if it's just a misunderstanding and it's genuinely just a misunderstanding, there's literally no reason to go and take children downtown and book them and until their parents get there like at all. I mean, if a child is involved, that's not a violent or like is not being violent and is not a danger to themselves or anyone else. Why can't their parents be called immediately on the spot so that their parents can be like, Hey, I want my kid to have a lawyer right now because he's not old enough to say anything or make any decisions because anything that you, I can't, you're, you're muted, honey. Were they taken to the police station? 
Yeah. Okay. I, I, I misread. I, I must have misread that then. Okay. But they weren't booked. They weren't charged with anything. So they weren't booked. Okay. Well, they were. That I know for a fact. The station. And it was okay. just, all of it was just completely unnecessary. The whole thing was unnecessary. You know, so we used to live in South Korea, right? We lived there for two years. Do you know that the cops there don't have any guns because they've outlawed guns in the entire country? And do you know how many murders they've had in like the last 50 years? It's like four, literally four. Okay. But they're also um, a secluded nation that doesn't surrounded by multiple, multiple, multiple countries. The way they're we not are that secluded, and we're, we're we're surrounded by two countries, two. That's okay, it. but we, but we have bigger access. There's more. If the bottom line is, um, I don't even if they outlawed guns, they outlawed guns in Canada. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. No, they hunt in Canada. How did what? What? There's no, there's they regulate guns a lot stricter in oh, Canada. Oh, well, yeah, but that's not outlawing them. Um, Australia did too. Um, Australia did outlaw them. Um, after they did, they had one mass shooting and they immediately outlawed them. But again, they have they're they're not accessible. They're an island. The point is, with Mexico and with other countries that we have that are pretty close, even Cuba. It or well. it would not work as well. There needs to be stricter gun laws, but to outlaw guns and take away everyone's guns, that, that's, it would not work here. I can agree to that. Fine. Because there'll be, because there'll be too much smuggling. I, yeah. I was trying, I was trying to hope that maybe they could take away the police's, the police people's guns or whatever. No way. Yeah. yeah they cannot they take away that. They can't do that. No, they, if they took away the police guns, it would get even worse in this country if even if they outlawed it. Probably. Yeah. We would immediately go be reverted back to like a third world country. Really? Oh, absolutely. This this country would break out into a war. <laughs> that might be the case, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can't no. See, I, I that I would disagree with. I disagree with you on it a hundred percent. There's no way that we can take away the cops' guns in this country. No way. No, no I agree. I mean, if 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 we don't outlaw all guns, then no, we can't take away the cops' guns. Even if we outlawed all guns, they can't do that. Because, again, there would still be smuggling. No. We, out, we outlawed cocaine. We outlawed cocaine, and it's still fucking running rampant. <sighs> That's because there's too much money in cocaine. And there's too much money in guns. Oh, did you hear that the NRA is getting sued? <laughs> yes. So the district attorney or the um somebody in new york i think it is yeah is um I th and i think her last name is trump if i'm not even mistaken no it is not uh yeah there's a i believe that's who it is no 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 it's not this it's not she's not related to him but i believe her last name is i disagree i'm, I'm googling it hold on it's a female i know that much i, yeah. I, I could have sworn her last name was trump because i follow her on twitter uh, it's New York for suing NRA. Uh, they're trying to close it? down the, they're trying to close down the NRA, try to, to disband and disorganize the NRA. Yeah. Uh, it's, so it's the, it's New York AG. I don't know what that means yet. Hold on. Um, attorney general. attorney general. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Letitia James is her name. Okay. Um, okay. That's funny. I hope she does it. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny. Um, so the NRA is here. 
It's literally yeah. like 10 miles away from my house. I know. I just passed it the other day whenever I went to yeah. Shen Shenandoah Forest. I passed so, NRA, like the gun sports division or whatever. So, yeah, the, the big like, building why? is on 66. Yeah. The big building is on 66 here in Virginia, sure. um, in Fairfax County. And mm -hmm. every day I pass by it, every time I pass by it, it's just an immediate, woo! Right. Just like every time I drive down to Richmond and I pass by, um, pass by Philip Morris, the Marlboro Company, that's immediate, you know. <laughs> right. You, yeah. yeah. Um, like I'm for guns. I have nothing against guns whatsoever. Me too. I, I mean, neither. The people who are in control right now of this shit is no, no, no. honey, no. no. Did you watch the? Did you watch the? Um, <laughs> the 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 oh, Waco. Did you watch Waco on Netflix? No, I did not. No, you should watch that. Oh, you should watch that. But you know what I did Ooh, watch? Buddy. What? You know what I did watch on Netflix? I watched this on Friday night. It's a show on Netflix. It was a three-part miniseries documentary called Fear City. What's that? Oh, it's amazing. It's a, like a three or four-hour documentary. Three, and It's split in three different parts. Yeah. Um, and it's about um, the mafia, the mob in Italy, excuse me, in uh, New York during the 1970s and 80s. Ooh. It's really, really good because it's considered one of the biggest um, mafia sting operations in the country's history um, where they actually were able to indict all five of the family's godfathers, bosses, on the same charge because they were all in cahoots together. Nice. So the, the story tells, so the whole thing is, come and it still exists today, supposedly, um, but it's called the commission. And the yeah. commission is, is basically the five families, the, the bosses, and they control everything mob related in this entire country. Yeah. And what they were trying to do was prove that the, 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 the bosses, which was head up by at the time, um, a, a New York state attorney general, Rudy Giuliani. Um, <laughs> and he was able to, and this is how basically how he became mayor and got to fame is by this case. Yeah. And it was called the, the commission case. Um, and he was able to do all this really cool shit and basically bring down the mob, but immediately brought back up too, because um, if it wasn't yeah, for it this, the whole thing, like John Gotti, the one of the most famous freaking you know mobsters in the world, came to prominence because of this case, because yeah. um, he took over for the guy um, that he ended up actually murdering during the case, and he so this guy was on trial, he murdered him, and then took over the family forcefully because of it. So it's a really really cool story. I yeah, highly highly cool. recommend watching it. It's called. Um, Fear City on Netflix. It's fucking amazing. That's it was awesome. really, really well done. All yeah. the different um, FBI agents that were involved in the sting operation, that were involved in the surveillance, they yeah. all put, took part in this, and they all talk mm -hmm. about what they had to do. Nice. Um, there was like these little mini teams that had to survey uh, surveillance each of the five families yeah. separately, and right. they weren't talking together at all. They were just feeding it up to one person, and it was just it was really interesting how they did it. Um, yeah. So definitely give that a watch. Yeah. However, I felt like after I got done watching it, yeah. I, I was afraid like, you know, the mob was sitting there like, you know, tapping, you know, uh, cable lines, <laughs> internet lines to find out who's watching this documentary. I was waiting for a knock at the door. Oh, honey. And I was like, oh, 
I'm good. I, I, didn't, I didn't want we'll to watch enough this. information to Facebook and Amazon and all those other things. They don't need that. Don't but, worry. But this goes back to the gun from um, Your Alexa? That's what that's for. No, correct. But what I'm saying, this goes back to the gun conversation mm -hmm. because the mob is still so predominant here and the five families have ties to Sicily and Italy still. There's they're just offshoots of that. Sicily is in Italy. Huh? Sicily if, is in Italy. If you talk to any Italian, they will tell you that it's two separate countries. <laughs> Sicilians don't claim it's Italy. Italy don't doesn't claim Sicily, but they're the same country. But that's just how it I don't I don't get it. I was married I, to an Italian. This is what there. The, I got you. Okay. This I was married to an Italian and this is what she told me. Okay. I don't fucking know. Okay. All I know is what I was told. But anyway, the point is if that was to happen, the mob would just like back in the 1900s, early 1900s during prohibition was running the fucking um alcohol, you know, rings. They'd be running gun rings. It's the same thing. It would it would so that's another part of it. it, it screw Mexico and getting us guns. The right. mob, the the Italian mobs and the five families would infiltrate everything. They already have, but they would they would definitely get us the guns that we need. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So in in Waco, it's Waco in the, the documentary Waco on Netflix, that's um about the the cult that David right? Koresh, right? Yeah, David. Yeah, Koresh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well, then you know what I'm talking about. I know what I know what it is, but yeah. I've never seen it, it's, the it, whole shebang oh, of it. Oh man, the government lied so bad, bro. Well, that's actually one of those situations that I still find interesting. So when that happened in the nine in the 90s, <laughs> yeah, I was just a kid, and yes. I've never never researched it ever. Yeah, but I remember watching it on TV. I remember it being on the news. I remember the fire remember at the church talking about, you it. know, I remember, I, yeah, I remember all of it now, yeah. as far as everything else, you know, involved in it, you know, I don't, I, I don't know, but I remember his name. I remember the fire. That's all I remember. So but that's one of those things in history that just sticks out in your head. Yeah, for sure. So, um, the documentary was, was written, um, by, there was an interrogator, so like on the police side, right? And then there was a guy who got out right before, I mean, right before the fire happened and blew everything up. And he wrote a book. So the interrogator wrote a book and this guy wrote a book, right? And they actually both came together to help consult on this documentary, on, on making it. Um, and so they had a story from both the inside and the outside. And so that's what number one made it so interesting. But number two, it, oh man, they were lied to. So everybody that's joining us again, um, in about 20 minutes, our guest for the evening, uh, Courtney uh, Rapert will be on. Um, famous supermodel. Um, yeah, she's just gorgeous and really cool. Um, she'll be joining us here in about 20 minutes. So don't go nowhere. Um, but she will. Because I'm gonna have to go. Uh, joining me, but yeah. either way, my here's the thing. So, um, what was I gonna say? Sorry, we were talking about Waco and, and yeah. I mean, uh, the the Waco thing is pretty kind of cool, and I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, because it's one of those situations that is, you know, like I said, it's permanently there in our brains, and it's one of those things that you'll just never forget. It's, I mean, it's. It's not as like huge on the same level as you know you remember where you were at when OJ was 
you know, getting away in the white Ford Bronco, but it's, it's definitely up there, you know? Sorry, hold on. So anyway, again, um, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And our guest will be here shortly. Here, um, sorry, my daughter is tired and cranky. It's okay. You're you're always tired and cranky, so I'm used to dealing with that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like I said, it's one of those things. So I mean, it's it's definitely something that I probably would need to watch. Whenever OJ did that, though. God, we you were you're younger than I am. I mean, you're 31. Yeah. So I mean, you're eight years younger than I am. So I mean. You you're just a baby. Oh, okay. Well, then that'd be why. <laughs> well, no, not a baby, but I mean, it was. What, what year? year was it? Ninety two, ninety four. Somebody help me. Ninety four. I don't fucking know. <laughs> OJ trial. Hold on. It was ninety two. The, the trial happened in ninety five, so it was in, and it went from January through October. So it was okay, like four. So ninety four. Okay, so I was I was close. I, so I, Either way, I was only 13 years old at the time. Yeah, I was only five. Yeah, you were a five. So, I mean, it's one of those things you just don't remember. But, I mean, and then David Koresh. When did the David Koresh incident happen in Waco? I don't know, but I do remember that one. Yeah, see, that I remember, too. I mean, it, it sticks out more in my head. Yeah. I think it was a little bit – I think it was after that, if I'm, no, if I'm not mistaken. It was in – he died in 1993, so I'm going to guess it was around that one. He died in I that. I remember that, but not the other one. I guess maybe it was one of those things. So he died in that fire, if I'm not mistaken. So oh, he, he killed totally him. Did. Yeah, so he totally did. So he. So that means it was actually before the OJ thing. I was wrong on that. Damn. Right. But I, I have a, I have a, I have a more, I have a more vivid memory of it mm -hmm. than than the OJ trial. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It must have been a bigger deal. Well, probably because, like, eventually we figured out the government was lying to us about everything. <laughs> Which one? Waco. See, that I don't know. What are you talking about? So in the documentary, they explain. Uh, they were they were coming out on television. Like, I remember seeing the press conferences. And they were coming out on television saying, oh, David Koresh has all these weapons. And he was he was running a cult. Um, and I mean, it just in the, the documentary, it just it doesn't make it out to be as bad as they were making out to sound on TV. And it it really makes it sound like I mean, like they brought in tanks, OK, to deal with these people who had children in this house. Why would they need to do that? Why but again, a tank. Uh, but who's to say we don't know? I mean, do we know what the nine one one calls were? Or do we know what really happened? We do. So they they said it was all said in the documentary. Yeah. So the the um, it wasn't the interrogator. It was the the, the what's the word for that person that goes back and forth and hostage negotiator. He had they had the negotiator okay. who wrote the book about it because he walked off. He left. He quit in the middle of this instance. Really, I didn't because know they that. They were being so forceful. Yeah. Because and the, and they didn't ridiculous. and they knew that he had no weapons? No, he did have weapons. He had them, but he was never using them against the police. But never. But were we told that he was? 
I don't remember. I don't remember exactly. But but again, I mean, these if he had the weapons mm -hmm. and these people were willing to die for him, which they did, who's yeah. to say they wouldn't have attacked the police anyway? We don't. <sighs> there was a um a cult. Oh God, I remember watching this on a documentary. The um, one. huh? The Kool Aid one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that they all literally died for this guy. Oh yeah. So so the when a cult oh, leader does this kind of stuff, it, it's 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 basically a small militia if they have them if they're wrapped up like that, and it's, yeah. if they have weapons, it's even worse. Right. So Jim Jones. So that happened back in 1978. Yeah, it was so, yeah, That must yeah. have happened. So that happened before, and I think that they used that instance as the reason why they were being so extreme about it because they were afraid that something like that would happen again. Absolutely, and, but, but it did in a, right? in a much worse way because I mean, yeah. people died in a fucking fire. Yeah. Um, well, that's these people drank Kool Aid and died. It's it's suspicious that they all kind of died in a fire though, and that was one of the points that the that the the documentary made was that you know they were the the government and the I don't remember who it was. It wasn't the NRA, but it was like the oh tobacco and firearms uh, government organization. The ATF, were, yeah, yeah, the ATF. They were the ones who were like gung ho about all this for some reason, and. Um, they they did some shady stuff. Like they clearly, clearly did some shady stuff throughout this whole ordeal. And so for it to all end up in a fire, because guess what gets rid of evidence really, really well is fire. But it, it wasn't it passed. wasn't them that set the fire. It was oh, David no. Gresh. No, no, they don't know how the fire got started. That's the problem. It was and David Gresh. So it had to have been. Because cult leaders like that are more willing, do, they would rather die than go to jail. So the if it wasn't him; it was somebody in that. It was somebody in that church that was that said, "We're all going to go down in a blaze of glory." They were fucking uh, Bon Jovi and that shit, and they were all about it. I don't know. Watch, watch Waco. I'm gonna have to. Um, it's an interesting. It's interesting because I mean, it's one of those things that you just don't know about. Yeah, they're like psychology involved. Yeah, we'll have to watch. I'll have to, I'll have to watch that. That's interesting. Um, that movie actually made me want to be a a, a hostage negotiator. <laughs> what? Blaze? What? Waco. Oh, <laughs> I'm like I could be a, a negotiator. I could de-escalate some stuff. You laugh too much. Some stuff, huh? You laugh. You laugh too much. I laugh too much. You laugh too much. You you couldn't take it seriously. No, I could. You'd be like, listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they were like that, yeah, I'd totally dog like that. Oh, oh I, I know I couldn't. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck you. Just kill everybody. I don't even give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I don't want to deal with you. Wait, what? I don't want to deal with you. You're going to be a dick? I can be a bigger dick. No, <laughs> not be a good negotiator there, dear. Mm -mm. No, dear Lord. I, I, I am an, I am an asshole. Why do people tolerate me? Oh, because you're funny. I try. <laughs> so I looked at this whole Articles of Unity thing, and it kind of looks cool, but I'm still confused. Oh. <sighs> I don't know. It says Unity 
Hashtag Unity 2020 is a grassroots presidential campaign to restore patriotic, courageous, and capable leadership to the United States. Propose a candidate. You can propose a candidate? Is this going to be who's courageous? This sounds like I'm not. We just went over how Derek, Derek for president. <laughs> Everyone write me in. <laughs> Derek, don't do that to us. You know what? Guys. No. You know what? I'm I'm running in 2024. I'm running in 2024. All right, honey, you do that. You watch, Derek, and I'll and I'll. I'll wear like red, white, and blue suits and shit. I, I will only back you if you wear a, a hat like Abe Lincoln with your beard. But it's got to be red, white, and blue. Fine. I'll wear a red, white, and blue star, you know, you know stars and stripes suits and be like, and I'll just, and I'll talk just even on the podium. I don't think your PR people will let you do that. The, the way I talk on this show is exactly the way I'm going to speak to the American people. The fucking FCC is going to have to be like, beep, 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 beep. Be like, I'm talking in fucking Morse code and shit. Beep, 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 beep. They're going to be like, your, your, your big scandal is they're going to be like, he's, he's using Morse code to talk to the enemy. Oh man. But you know, the funny part about it is like, people will be like, Oh, you've got too many scandals. I can, you know, look at what happened with your ex-wife or look at this or look at that. It'd be like, Okay, I talk about it on the show. It's there for hundreds of thousands of people to listen to. Oh, right? I've already aired all my dirty laundry, homie. I it all out there. It's all out there. There's nothing you can bring up that I would like, whatever. You're going to be like, oh, but there was that one time that you dissed all the people in Virginia and Maryland. <laughs> you can't be president. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking well. Oh, that was good. That was a good one. Oh, yeah. I Probably. mean, but I, I, I don't give a fuck. I go up there with like a Captain America shield, just like on my, my shirt. Be like, I stand for truth, justice, and the American way. And fuck you. <laughs> and if you don't like that, every one of you can suck it. <laughs> right. Be like, you know, um, oh, you know Triple H, Degeneration X. If you're not down with that, I got two words for you. Suck it. <laughs> exactly. I'd have like I'd have like Stone Cold Steve Austin as my running mate, and we'd just be in the fucking corner drinking beer. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. That would you know me and and Stone Cold. That would be like the greatest fucking running combo ever we would be like the tag team of the year in that shit we may or may not win we probably won't but still it would be be entertaining as fuck (laughs) it would be entertaining as fuck so kanye 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 (laughs) we can't Uh, even i can't there's there's now rumors that he doesn't even want to be president oh he doesn't no, what he's trying to do is he's trying to take votes away from Biden. So yeah. he's running for the specific fact just to not just to take votes away from Biden. Therefore, they'll go to Trump. Yeah. Well, it's not that they would go to Trump. It's that but they wouldn't go to. But what I'm saying is they wouldn't go to Biden. Yeah, absolutely. 
I believe it. Um, I also, if that's the case, I think he's being used and he doesn't know it. I yeah, but the, these stupid fucking Gen Zers would be like, uh, especially the ones that are this sort of first year fucking voting. I want to vote for Kanye. Can you imagine, you know, first lady fucking Kim? That'd be fucking I, cool. No, I disagree. No, God. Wholeheartedly. I think I bet- the younger generation is smarter than they have ever been before, honestly. Uh, my know, son man. is very my son who is 14 13 14 this year but who is almost 14 is extremely involved in politics and the environment and wants to like save the planet and crap yes but and four years ago four be- years ago when trump was first running mm-hmm. okay um around this same time when school started back then there was a protest at my daughter's school yeah. okay there was a walkout protest. Yeah. And the kids were, you know, protesting, you know, Donald Trump, whatever else. Okay. I and I remember, huh? Huh? Weren't they protesting because of the school? No, there were, no, no, no. This was four years ago at Loudoun County High School. Just hold on. So, so they, they literally did a walkout because of Trump. And my daughter came home that day and I said, and I go, did you participate in the walkout? And she goes, yeah. And I said, why? Because of Trump. And I said, why do you, why are you protesting Trump? Why do you hate Trump so much? I don't know. And I said, well, what has he done? I don't know. Just a bunch of bad shit, dad. He's done bad shit. <laughs> that was her answer. <laughs> so she was protesting Trump. I oh, have no fucking clue why. She just knew he did bad shit. <laughs> oh, Joey, I hope you're fucking watching or listening. I'm talking about you. This is what you did four oh years ago. But did she though? She did. Did she know what what he had done though? No, she like, literally said he did bad shit. That's all she said. But she literally had no idea what it was. Literally, and she goes and one she thing. Was, she was she was following the crowd. <laughs> See, I hope that she now has better think for herself skills. <laughs> I don't know. Just tell her to research everything, everything, everything. No, everything, everything. this is the bitch that I will be like, I don't fucking know. Google it. Nah, I don't feel like it. <laughs> I feel her though sometimes. Every time, it's like I don't know. Fucking Google it. Right. She, if if the, her but, answer, she can't get her answer from Snapchat or TikTok, then she's not going to get the answer. Good to know. Good to know. That's how these fucking kids operate. Kids these days. Kids these days. I know. Fuckers. Did you ever (laughs) say, like, growing up that you were never going to turn out like your parents, and now you realize you're your parents? Oh, I'm I'm nothing like my parents. Neither one of them? Really? (sighs) Maybe in some ways my mom, but I'm more my mom now than my mom when I was growing up. Well, of course. No, no, what I'm saying is like the the version of my mom that I had when I was growing up is not who she is today. I'm more like that version because the version that she was back then, I never wanted to be. The version of my dad that was back then and even today, I do not want to be. I love my dad to death, but I do not want to be anything like that man. Right. Um, Because I called him today. Oh, oh, I called him today because there's something that, oh, so I got a text message today that, that bothered me and made me cry. From who? From Maddie. Okay. The Big Ten voted today to cancel the football season. The Big 12 as well. 
and then some, sometime tomorrow, an official statement to where the rest of the league is going to cancel and college football will be canceled in the fall. <laughs> I, I, I need my Buckeyes. No. <coughs> but anyway, that's not the point of this conversation. So, Who called your dad? I called my dad after I found that out, and I told him, asked him if he heard, and I told him. <clears throat> but then we started talking about the virus yeah, and how Florida schools are open right now yeah, with no mask mandates or anything. <clears throat> and um, it was just one of those situations where he's like sitting there defending it and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm not even going to play with you right now. So I eventually just hung up the phone on him because he just doesn't want to believe that the virus is real and he's not even a Republican. Yeah, there's so many like adults. Like I talked to my mother-in-law the other day, and she—I don't think she wants to believe it either. I wouldn't want to believe it either. I don't blame yeah. them. Uh, uh, yeah, coping mechanisms, whatever. But either way, all right. You need to go put your child to bed. Oh wait, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I got my guest on, so I appreciate okay. you joining me for this last hour. Absolutely. Thank you. And for then. You're no problem, and then you, you and I will be back next Wednesday, next Monday at <coughs> noon for the mental health hour again. But yeah, so huh? Are you getting sick? No, I just I coughed and it got stuck. Okay. <coughs> but anyway, so I know you were like, "Ooh, cat looks like crap right now. I'm so pale. I'm sick. Sorry, yeah. guys." But either way, um, Sorry. next Monday at noon, and I love you, and I will talk to you then. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. So uh, Courtney has joined. Um, I'm going to go ahead and run a quick commercial and then she'll be on with us. Give me one second. We'll be right back. Guys, ever wonder how I get this manly beard looking so good? It's all because of Viking Revolution. And at Viking Revolution, not only can you get some great beard bombs, but you can also get some great beard oils as well as some awesome quick shower pads, which helps prevent you stanking up after the gym. Also, these great wet wipes, which help prevent, you know, stanky after you know, going doo-doo. And also some pomades and some other great products, all at Viking Revolution. So do yourself a favor, go to dcproductions.com forward slash sponsors, click on the banner, and get yourself some of these great products. Viking Revolution, join the revolution. Hey, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. <laughs> can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. Okay, cool. So how's things? The good now. We're good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. So you had a little bit of an issue earlier, so no big deal. My uh, my former co-host jumped on and saved the hour for us, so we're good oh, there. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate that. I Yeah. I had to take care of something and we're all good now. So that's perfectly <laughs> fine. Um, like I said, I'm always on for two hours anyway. So I just kind of reverse roles tonight. And then, like I said, I had my, uh, my former co-host jump back on and, you know, save the day, which is all fine. So <laughs> let me just tell you what, when I got the information last week about you, I was like, I was floored. Um, Cause 
you are more than a fitness model. You're more than just um, the average Instagram model or with an OnlyFans. I mean, you are a little bit of everywhere and everything. And I'm like so super, super impressed by you. I've, I've known who you are for a while. Oh. And um, and you just – you're because you also do a lot of stuff with mental health and other stuff like that, which my show is all about because I'm bipolar and I have high anxiety and um, – you know, I do a mental health show every Monday and I do this show as well. So I mean, I'm, I'm like the biggest mental health advocate out there. And so when I saw that about you, which I did not know until I got, you know, the press packet, I was like, Oh, perfect. You know, because again, I love it when people are multidimensional mm -hmm. and you are definitely one of those multidimensional people. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like I can relate to you in a lot of ways because I struggle with anxiety and I don't know, Maybe I'm bipolar, but like once a month. <laughs> I definitely feel like I have a high strung, high emotional, high pro like profile job, which can create, as you know, today where something interfered in a thing that I had planned and it just happens, but luckily you are flexible with it. But yeah, things like that happen and then it triggers my anxiety. And then I'm just like, ah. For a while, nothing else matters until it gets resolved and situated. But I try and get myself involved in everything and do as much as I can. So I appreciate all of the amazing compliments. So thank you. No problem. I mean, that was the whole one of the main reasons why I started the show <clears throat> and do it the way I do is because of mental health. Yeah. Um, and that's actually the reason why I call it suck it. It's not, you know, literally, you know, it's not suck it for the sake of suck it. It's actually telling the world to suck it, telling anyone who ever told you to suck it up to suck it. You yeah. know, it's one of those things that just basically saying, you know, fuck it all. This is my life. Either stay with me or leave. Mm -hmm. And that's how I, that's how I view it. And that's why the show's in the name the way it is, because it's just one of those situations where it's so important, um, you know, and you know, I've built it to where now, you know, half a million people a month listen to them, watch the show. So it's like, okay, I'm helping people. It's perfect. Wow. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yes. And I think it's great at what you're doing too, because we need to get rid of the stigma that mental health and talking about it is a bad thing because mm -hmm. I actually think it's one of the topics that needs to be talked about at all times, just because if we aren't mentally there, which, and I know I can be a witness to that like if you're not there nothing goes right you know and yeah struggling with someone um with having post-traumatic stress disorder that trickles down into anxiety is really depleted my energy in certain days and i'm sure i've never been um you know i have a i've i've been definitely interviewed or you know hyperactive ADD type, um, mm -hmm. you know, situation. And even that burns me out, you know, yeah. I go, 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 go. And then I burn out and, and I need to just <clears throat> always recharge my battery. So maybe that's something that, you know, you experience too. Yeah. Cause a lot of people don't know, um, is when you're bipolar, it's, you're always bipolar and something else. Um, oh. so I'm, I'm bipolar and ADHD. Okay. So so when I have like these high days, they are like super high. But then at the same time, when I'm having my low days and I'm still very, very ADHD, I'm having these massive 
back and forths with, you know, so I'm like, I'm super hyper and I'm, I'm excited, but I'm depressed. And it's like, so it's like, I'm almost like I'm depressed. I'm excited about being depressed and it's the weirdest feeling ever. And so it's, it's odd, but it's like one of those things, right? I can't control it. And that's actually one of my biggest things is the fact that, you know, I'm, I live in a state that <clears throat> they would rather push, you know, chemicals into my body than, you know, feed me something that they have proven to help with bipolar, which is like, you know, smoking pot or, you know, edibles or whatever the case might be. I can't even do that. Mm. And so I'm a big advocate for that you know, as far as medicinally goes. But yeah. 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 Okay. But at the same time, I would love to be able to just say fuck it all and just have it to where I can have it whenever I need it. Um, so I do CBD legally and, and I may, you know, partake in some other illicit you know, activities on the side, but <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta maintain my mental health, you know? Totally. And, yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing. And it's always a compliment when I, when people recognize my hard work or just the things that I talk about, like bringing up mental health and they're all gung ho about, yeah, let's talk about it. Cause you know, there is a, a big secretive type of thing out there where it's like, you know, people will just judge you on anything and everything right yeah mm -hmm. so it's so to me i'd rather be as open and honest with everybody um and that's just being a mental health to me it's a no-brainer <laughs> get it <Mental> <laughs> yeah i mean and that's what i love about what you do and a lot of other you know these famous models that just don't you know that aren't you know yes you, you know where your money is but then at the same time you know how to use that money and use it toward good as well. You know, you yeah. know, you know that you're a gorgeous woman and you know that people are going to buy things that are, have you on them. But at the same time, you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and use that fame and for good as well. And yeah. the ones that don't do that kind of piss me off, but the ones that do do that, like you and even Ariani and stuff like that, that I had on the show tomorrow, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I'm just like, Thank God. You know, I love talking to people that, again, that are multidimensional and you yeah. definitely fit that bill. I mean, yeah, you've been in Sports Illustrated. You've, you know, you've done a lot of things in sports and stuff like that. You've been on, you know, NFL on Fox and stuff like this. So you've done this, all this cool shit. But then, yeah. but then at the same time, you use, you do a lot of other good things. Thank you. Yeah. Like I, <clears throat> I feel like to me, growing up, my childhood wasn't necessarily the best. Um, yes, I have. I will say I have great parents and great sisters, but as a family and, an, and a unity, it was a little bit hard because my parents divorced when I was three. So I was basically caught in a unconventional, but probably more normal society of a family structure nowadays. Cause you know, the divorce rate is so high, which also brings up everything that I kind of lead up to what I've done in my life, having all this amazing opportunities also I don't know if I have bipolar or not, but I've experienced a lot of extreme highs and a lot of extreme lows <clears throat> with my career, which has always triggered my anxiety and just being a, um, a person, you know, most part, always trying to be happy. And I didn't realize like certain things in my life until like I also became a mom, right? And then I realized how much love I have and want to give. And then I want to provide not only a great environment for my child, but also for my child's future. So I really started to get super serious about who I was and my mental health. And I started to recognize things and just allow my 
body the kind of tell me stuff and it's gotten a lot better where I'm learning to just be a lot more open but yes I I want to take everything that I've learned and box it up and be able to provide <coughs> which I have my nonprofit yep. um, and I'm working on a whole bunch of stuff now because to me it all is relative you know like you have to have good mental health and you almost need to exercise your body the and your the way you exercise your brain too like it's just as important to get in that that healthy nutritional um you know stuff that's going to be useful for your body to, to get better and and heal and that's the thing is you, you don't realize because in your early you know teens 20s now i'm in my almost my mid-30s now i'm starting to realize stuff and i'm like wow looking back now I wish I would have had certain information. So I'm yeah. always going to share everything that I've gone through, the good and the bad, you know, it's all part of it. And it's, yeah. I'm really glad that you have a platform where you are able to just be as open as you are and then yeah. allow people like myself to be on and share that and be relatable to so many people. It doesn't matter what I do for a living. It just... I just am very public with a lot of stuff and I'm a very private person. So it, it really is weird with me, with my energy and my anxiety. So I really feel like it's my duty to talk about it as much as I can. Absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, and you know, and that's why I do what I, the way I do it is because you asked me earlier, you know, what are we going to talk about? And it's like, whatever we're going to talk about is what we're going to talk about. I don't have anything in front of me. L literally I just have two computers, and three cell phones monitoring every everywhere we're at right now, YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitch, you know, Twitter everywhere, making sure that the streams are good. And that's, literally that's all I have. And everything else is going to be strictly based off of conversation. My interviews are not interviews or conversations because I don't. Yeah, I can go on to Instagram and find out. Oh, OK, so, so she's a model. Great. But, you know, and, and there's other interviews out there that are probably have these, you know, stereotypical everyday questions. Why are they going to come to me? And watch me if they're gonna if they can go get that exact same information elsewhere. Right. So that's how that's exactly why I do the way I do, um, for that main reason because I want to get to know you as a person because there's a lot more to you than what we just see online. And yeah. I want to make sure that I get that platform. I want to be that platform. I'm like your megaphone to, to 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 scream to the world. I'm not just a model. And because unfortunately, there's too many pea brain men out there that just say, "Oh, just another model." No, there's more to right. you than that. And I want to. I like being that that advocate for that. Um, I like the authentic, the authentic uh, uh, aurora of the the podcast, which I think is what you're gonna do with capturing that as the audience yeah. sees. I'm just being myself right now. So exactly, that's that's all I, I want. That. I don't. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, I mean, whether you had something to promote or whether you didn't have something to promote, we're still gonna have a great conversation because. You know, you're going to get to know me. I'm going to get to know you, and you know, we can talk about mental health. We can talk about you know the fact that the you know, college football season is most likely going to be canceled within the next 24 hours, which I sucks. That's crazy, right? I found that I got oh, – so I'm a big Buckeyes guy. I'm a Big Ten guy. And I got the text today from my best friend that she saw it on the news before I did that they canceled – Big Ten and the Big 12 canceled theirs. And now I'm like, okay, so now everybody else is – you know, the Pac-10 and, you know, everyone else is supposed to announce it tomorrow. It's like, no college football? That that makes me sad. <laughs> That's it's like, huge. what else do you look forward to right now for yeah. you know, the seasons of football and all this, you know, winter stuff coming up and fall? It's like, oh, everything's yeah. so different now, even with the schools. Yeah, I mean, 
I live in Virginia and all of our schools are closed and they're going to stay closed at least through the, the winter um, session. Right. Um, and, you know, so now I got, you know, keep a nine-year-old at home with me, you know, during the day. And even in, you know, in the business that I'm in, you know, on the opposite end of what you do, it's like, you know, I still spend all day long talking to PR, talking to managers, talking to this person, talking to that person, making sure this is right, doing graphics, you know, promoting, posting. It's, it's, it's a 60, 70 hour a week job. And now, now I've got to, you know, make sure that you know, a fifth grader knows how to do her math. And yeah. it's, it's weird. Aww. <laughs> I know. We can add like kindergarten teacher or whatever grade our, our children are in. And it's like, I, can I put this on my resume? <laughs> you know? I didn't go to school for that. <laughs> I know, right? But it's like, hey, if anybody needs anybody to teach, you know, ABCs and one, two, threes, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, my wife is a teacher. Um, oh. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, but at the same time, my wife teaches a different grade. She teaches second grade. And, but she's going to be teaching from home, but she's going to be in her office while I'm down in mine. And so since she's got to be online all day teaching kids, she's like, I can't take care of her, our daughter. You've got to do it. I'm like, okay, cool. She, so we, we made her, we put her desk down here in my studio. And um, so she, while I'm working, she'll be working. And then by the time it's time to do the show, she can go hang out with mom. That's awesome. <laughs> when does she start? Uh, is it soon or September eighth? Oh, okay. So a month. So we, uh, we still have a, a month to go. Month. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was originally right. supposed to be like the twenty seventh or twenty sixth, but then it got pushed back. Gotcha. Yeah, I think we start towards the end of August. To be honest with you, yeah, so be pretty crazy. It is going to be crazy. I mean, and you know my. Uh, my family's from Florida. We're originally from Florida and you know, I still have family down there and their schools are completely open and yeah. And I have teacher friends down there and they're like, I don't even want to go to school because there's no mask mandate and there's no, you know, there's nothing. They're not doing anything to protect our kids down there. And it's, it's really sad, really sad. Yeah, I know. It's a weird time. Really, it is. And I think that's also, do you notice, do you feel like anything that you go through with your mental health and all that stuff, do you feel like it's also affected you personally with just the outside world and everything that's been going on? Yes, um, absolutely. But luckily, I do have the show to air those grievances out. Um, you know, and I can go on here, I can vent, I can, you know, say whatever the hell I want because I'm not controlled by the FCC or, you know, Clear Channel or iHeartRadio or anything like that. I can just say my piece and do whatever I want to do. So if I if I am feeling, you know, upset about it, I, I do have an outlet for it, you know, because, I mean, I can only talk to so many people about it on a, on a daily basis. But on here, I can say whatever I want. And it's it's definitely there's a clarity involved in it. And it's nice. It's very, awesome. very nice. Yeah. I mean, I remember three weeks ago, four weeks ago now, I had an interview and I did an interview. And after the interview, I literally had a breakdown on the air. <clears throat> and um, I literally spent like a half an hour on the air, just crying and talking. I, 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 I barely remember it, but I've, I've gone back and watched it. I'm like, I don't remember this actually happening. And it was the weirdest thing ever. Like to, to watch myself on video of something that happened that I don't even remember happening. And it's, it's, it's interesting. Like I remember two years ago now I had a suicide attempt that I don't even remember happening. Wow. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I was well, at work one day and I, I guess I was having a really low day and I supposedly locked myself in my office and I don't know what happened. I, everything I've heard is from other people. Wow. 
Yeah. Do you have any idea like what triggers it sometimes, or do you feel like it just depends on your hormonal level? I'm I'm actually getting my hormones, um, you know, like evaluated right now because just for me, I want to just know like I'm good every every step of the rest yeah. of my life. <laughs> I'm getting like everything. I got my food allergy stuff evaluated, got my hormone stuff evaluated. Now I'm just getting it all structured. Yeah. For me, it, it could be anything. And normally it's on my off days. Ah, so like, um, correct. So like I, I, I work six days a week on this show. This is my only job. And, um, so I take, I take Saturdays off. That's the only day I don't do anything. I'll post a couple things in the morning, but that's probably about it. And then, and that's usually my my day to where I usually just I'm having a, a down day or a decompression day or whatever the case might be. But those are like the worst days for me yeah. um, is 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 that day that day I'm not doing anything. Um, I would rather be, you know, over the top busy and consumed in the entertainment world than chilling in my, you know, at my house, you know, can't go anywhere, you know, watching reruns of Dexter on Netflix. You know, I would rather, you know, I would rather do something else, but unfortunately you know, this is what it is. So maybe it's a, it's a depression where I'm constantly in the house and can't go anywhere, even though I'm working yeah. six days a week. I mean, I work from home and it's, it's nice for the first time in 20 right. years. I don't have to, uh, you know, answer to a boss. Um, right. However, my PR lady is kind of bossy. <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, she knows I love her, um, but uh, you know it's one of those. You know, it's just I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a combination of things, but it's 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 definitely different. I I feel you on that for sure. I definitely feel like part of my life has completely gone one way, and then another part has like uh, you know things that I do with my job has been on standstill because of just the human to human contact has been limited. Right. Yep. So I've been really focused on things that I would normally do at home, which has been great because that's always been my norm and it's becoming almost the advantage these days, but it also is almost like semi depressing and I feel off. I feel like my mental health is much more highly sensitive or I'm triggered much more. I actually prefer not being around as many people um, even more now than ever, which is nothing even to do COVID related. It's just, like just the energy, everybody just seems off and just, you know, nothing yeah. seems normal. And are we even going to go back to another normal? Like, is it going to be a new way of living almost? So yeah. it's, it's weird because I don't really know how it's going to spin, but I know it's going to affect me and everybody else. So that's why, you know, I'm just out for hopeful wishes with everything. But I live in California. So what you're just feeling is not what I'm feeling. Right. And Correct. there's things, there's tools and stuff that I have, like my weed where I can use my, sorry, just kidding. <laughs> I can use this as a, my ability to like, keep myself, you know, focused and structured, but I don't know. It's just, I, I totally get what you're saying. I have days where I'm off and it's usually days where I'm not working yeah. and then I get overwhelmed and I don't feel like I'm doing enough or I'm not, I'm falling behind, you know, I don't know. Maybe I should get everything situated because I do seem to have more ups and downs recently, but. Oh yeah. I mean, or my stress is just more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
the stress level in this business is never easy. I mean, I, I'm busier now more than ever because people are coming up with new and creative ways to, to, to promote their brand. And I'm, you know, the, when I first took on the show and first started doing, uh, you know, everything, it was originally a three day a week show. And then the, the COVID hit. And then all of a sudden, you know, my, my listeners skyrocketed and then my viewership was skyrocketed. Next thing I know, I'm getting five guests a week and I'm like, okay, you know what? This is a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And I've actually gotten a lot busier. So people are coming on here. They have literally nothing to promote, but they're just trying to stay relevant. Yeah. They can promote on Instagram. They can promote on Facebook. They can go on TikTok, whatever the case might be, but there's only a certain amount of realism to that. So I, I get, I've been getting more guests than ever. And it's like, it's crazy. I'm even having, I'm even doing the, um, right now a uh, concert series to where I'm having bands come on and perform live concerts because we can't go to concerts. So, you know, I'm bringing it to them for free. That's so amazing. I'm, That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. I'm doing everything I possibly can to, you know, to help as many people as I can. I'm using my, you know, and I'm even doing it for unsigned bands too. So some of these bands in here, the DC, you know, Metro area that, don't have any national exposure at all whatsoever. They can't even play. Mm. You know, I have this band that um, literally, oh, what was it last week? It was last week. Um, just a local band. They've won a couple, you know, battle of the bands here in, you know, the Maryland area. And they're still relatively small. Don't have a, you know, a contract or anything like that. But then they had to play for 300,000 people last week. Mm. And they were stoked. They were like, that's sick. Thank you so much. You know, and I'm hoping that, you know, something happens for them and I'm doing the same thing tomorrow and Thursday and stuff like that. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to be as much of an advocate for everybody that I possibly can, you know, and you know, it's not just mental health. You know, I, I try to be just as fun as possible and make it to where this is show can be entertaining. Cause I mean, I could talk about mental health for an hour and a half, but that's kind of boring. Not nobody wants to watch that, but but if I bring on somebody that's important that has a following that wants to talk about other things as well that's when it gets interesting mm. speaking of that what should we talk about so are you like a big foodie i am so how has it been at you know where you are is all the restaurants and stuff closed or is it kind of business as usual there how's it going so that? for a while they were closed now they're all open however they're open like 50 percent capacity every other table and you have to wear a mask um time? no on your entry and exit got so it once, okay. you're, once you're sitting you you don't need to um yes. but you know as far but I, I think i've gotten more creative with cooking stuff at home <laughs> But there's one, but because there's one thing that I won't, I, I don't know why. I don't, maybe it's just, you know, my inner brain telling me stupid things. The one thing I haven't eaten since the, the whole pandemic started is sushi. Mm. And I'm, a, I don't want to go to a sushi restaurant because I'm afraid. <laughs> I don't know why I'm afraid, but I'm afraid. But at the same time, I know I can't do it at home. So that's like the one thing I haven't had. And I'm like dying for some good sushi. Aww. <laughs> well, the reason why I bring it up is because. You had just said people were getting creative, be doing things online, podcasts. So I was thinking of doing, because I'm a terrible cook. Like, I am awful. But I love food. Like, I live for food. But I have been doing, like, all of this, these tests and stuff, um, you know, like food allergies. But I also want to, like, be fun and creative. So have you you've heard of mukbang, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I was thinking of doing some, like, funny 
mukbang possible whatever maybe even like attempt to try and cook and like you know put it on my platform and just kind of like see how it goes with my audience because like what else can you do you can't really go out to eat anymore so it's kind of like okay i'll bring the restaurant i'll try and cook and then maybe people can do my creative cooking ideas in the comfort of their own home i don't know and and also get entertainment out of it because again i'm like really good at making cereal and (laughs) (laughs) i'm good at doing coffee too but i i i I'm good at throwing some water in a, in a, in a giant bag of ground coffee and, you know, letting it steep for 24 hours and having Ooh. iced coffee. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, see, I can even attempt to maybe even do that. That's a good idea. There are these bags on, and they sell them like in bags of like 50, but like there's these giant bags that you fill up with three cups of coffee and then you do one gallon of water and you just let it steep for 24 hours and boom, iced coffee. It's fantastic. It's the simplest thing ever. What? Yeah, I might have to, to dabble in a little experimenting with that because I love iced coffee. I'm you can get it all on Amazon. Drinker, but I really like laying low. Like the nitro. I don't yeah. know if that. Yep. Oh. Yeah, the nitro brew. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm i not a big Starbucks guy, um, I but I do love their cold brews. Um, yeah. The regular coffee is, I'm, I, I'm not a, a big on it because, I mean, I, why should I spend five dollars on something that's not even that good? It doesn't taste that good to me. But their cold brew is phenomenal, so I'll drink that all day long. But did you know that you can actually buy Starbucks syrups on Amazon? What? No way. Way. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have to get invest in some of those because I, yeah. I do love their sugar-free like French vanilla pumps. Yeah, and and, and also there's another company called Torani T O R I T O R A I N A that um that makes syrups that are really good. So those are really good. Yeah. Um, I use those at home, but Yum. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I just got an espresso maker and I had coffee and I was like, I've, since then I've been thinking about it. So I don't know. That might be a good, I got know, a cup right here. <laughs> it'd be a good iced coffee breaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that so was I the was worst dad joke ever. <laughs> That was like, yeah, that was worse than a dad joke. I don't know what that was. That was totally. good, though. Oh, I'm, I'm great with the corny jokes. If they're so dumb, you'll laugh. That's what's so good about them. That's, that's what I, I do. Because I get a laugh out of you no matter what. But that's what I do. That's that's my shtick. You're still in my shtick. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, okay, so I will say this. I know you brought it up where you were like, oh, I did like a video, and I went back, and I watched myself, and I didn't really like, you know, remember it do you have anxiety like do you normally go back and watch your video because i'm i hate watching myself on video i don't know if you feel that way since you record it live um i i used to be that way um when i first got into the entertainment business i was 18 and i was a musician and i used to play guitar for a bunch of different bands um in the orlando area and then after that i became a professional wrestler so for So I was a professional wrestler for nearly 15 years. And one of the things is you have to watch yourself on video because you have to make sure because it's a choreographed dance is what it is. So you got to make sure that you're doing this move right or that move right. Or did you fall correctly? Did you do this right? So I had to get used to watching myself on tape. So now it's like I would just kind of watch it just for the sake of watching it. But I don't watch it to critique myself because I literally will just take this entire broadcast and as soon as we're done i literally just download the audio and i upload it straight to my podcast i don't even edit it um because the the people that are watching it live are going to get the exact same experience that the people that listen to it tomorrow are going to get that's awesome so i'll you know as soon as we go off the air 
my computer right here that actually has my YouTube feed on right now that I can watch us on is going to immediately start playing another one of my other videos. And I just leave it play. <laughs> and while I'm sitting there editing or downloading or whatever else, you know, posting about tomorrow. And it's like, I I've gotten so used to it. I don't even, it doesn't even bother me anymore. That's so cool though. Cause you know, kind of being in this COVID thing, I've always and had part of agencies and I've been, you know, do a lot of stagnant posts. That's kind of how social media always started. Right. Mm -hmm. And now I'm more inclined to doing obviously a lot more podcasts and interview. I feel is going to be a lot more um, on this type of spectrum of just doing video commentary almost because people aren't doing interviews anymore. But that's what also led me to the idea of kind of broadening my ability to put myself out there. And maybe I start doing more video type based yeah. platform-ish, you know, start getting my YouTube out. <clears throat> But I'm like, I'm weird about how I'm going to look on camera or what I'm going to like, you know, it's like my personality is so, going to be out there for real. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, and this is a question I love to ask models because I've had a bunch of different models on the show. When you look at yourself on camera or video, obviously you said video, but when you look at your, are you one of those overly body conscious, you know, everything, you know, could be tweaked type person, or do you listen to the people around you saying, okay, I know this looks good. So I'm just going to leave it be. Or are you overly critical of yourself no matter what? Um, I'm definitely probably overly critical of myself unless I have like the day planned out and things just go according to plan where my hair and makeup looks good. My outfit looks good. My spray tan, everything. I'm usually fully confident. However, in the back of my mind, because I've gone through a massive weight loss, you know, over five years, I had a child, obviously I'm a girl, I'm going to have flaws, you know, whether or not you see me online. So I always have that insecurity in the back of my head, which I feel can be, make me overly critical because it is my business and it's a part of not necessarily who I am, but it is. It's a weird thing. I don't ever like labeling myself even as a model, even though I majority am doing that. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't know. Like there's just so much, I don't, it's just a weird thing to explain. But yeah, I definitely feel those are the reasons why. If I didn't have a type of career, I probably wouldn't care as much. I got you. I wouldn't need to. It wouldn't matter on the money that I make or the time away it's it takes for me to be away from my son in order for me to work. I mean, I'm sure you, you know, I think you're overly critical in certain things with your job because it's, you're also passionate about what you do, but it may not be image-based. Maybe it is, who knows? But I feel like if you care about something enough, it's going to matter to you. So that's kind yeah. of, but it doesn't come from a like overly confident, like narcissistic type of, place it really truly comes from i'm a product and yep. i'm trying to then present myself in the best way possible you know in that regard yeah and, and that's what i was kind of going because i mean i was going along more along the lines of the mental health thing and you pretty much answered it that way because i mean a lot of people because that can weigh on you and weigh on your mental health if you're constantly constantly worrying about yourself but you know when it comes to people like me and i say people like me because you'll understand here in a second i love the imperfections of women Aww. If I see a woman model that has stretch marks, where do I sign up? I'm all about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, one of my favorite models is a suicide girl that lives in Australia. Um, and she's a bigger girl, but she's got stretch marks. And it's like, okay, cool. I, I 
where do I sign up for this chick? So, I mean, I love imperfections. And the reason why I love imperfections is because that means that you're human. Mm, That's true, right? And the, yeah, correct. I mean, and I'm not the type of person that looks for a a curvy girl or a thick girl or a thin girl. I'm, I look for just the realism in a person. And if I see a model that is real, I don't care what size, if they're real, they're beautiful. And I, and that's what I love about, you know, that's what, especially what I love about the suicide girls is because they're all very few airbrushing. They're all very, very natural. And, you know, but at the same time, it's like, there's other models out there that do the exact same thing that are just real and natural. And I love it. Love it. Yeah. Like I am on probably 90% of my life wearing no makeup my hair extensions are out and i look completely different than done up courtney versus just me chilling right Mm -hmm. but the expectation of people seeing me and then not really knowing how i am in person almost creates this expectation that every time i'm going on any like say interview or anywhere else oh my god i have put this all this pressure on me where i have to kind of look like my images where people don't really get to see me as much just being natural chill Courtney, even though that they could feel it and see that that's who I am as a person. Cause you know, you know, I'm so much more than just everything that I'm doing just image wise. I almost, it almost, it seems like it's silly, but then that's what I think the anxiety part then comes where I then talk to myself where I'm like, no, this is your, you know, expectations of other people. Then they could maybe be judgmental. Like I don't even have any lashes on. And I was like freaking out because I was like, oh my God, I didn't know we were doing live video. And then I was like, but that's so cool. I want people to start seeing me. But then I'm like, ah, I got a prep and plan, you know? And I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to be me. And I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, that's, you know, it, it's, it's the realism again. And that's why I do the show the way I do it is because of the realism factor. I want people to come on here and see their favorite celebrities or their favorite model or their favorite musicians in a way that they don't normally see them. Should I take my hair extensions out? And so <laughs> you can do whatever you want to do. I don't care. <laughs> um, take it all off. No, take it all off. No, you can I go your my sunglasses. Yeah, I mean, like you, you can go to your OnlyFans for that. This would be a good icebreaker because, like, I I have long hair, but like I could put these in, and I was just like, you know what? I'm like super natural. I mean, what girl online is taking their hair extensions out when they're on a podcast with you? <laughs> <laughs> never, never happened. <laughs> well, here's some entertainment. But you know what? I would love your opinion. I would love to know what you think of like my hair because I'm thinking of. You know, if I'm going to be doing a lot more video content, I want people to like start seeing me for me, right? I mean, these yeah. are great. I'm not going to stop wearing extensions. This isn't like a stance or anything that I'm doing. I just basically like I'm just letting it. I just want to be free and hang out. Well, let's <laughs> let's go ahead and be let's go ahead and be completely honest. All right, so um, let me pull up something real quick here. Yeah, maybe we could do like a truth or dare or something. <laughs> well, no, no, let's just go ahead and just, just go ahead and show something real quick here. So, you know, this person right here, and see if I can get it to focus. Um, come on, damn it! You know, what? I'm gonna pull it up on my phone. I'm on my computer. But this person right here, let's pull it up. Dun, da, da, da. 
<laughs> Where's it at? Come on, Instagram. Not Courtney Kardashian. <laughs> there we go. All right, so let's pull that up. All right, because we're gonna let's 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 talk real for a second. You want to? I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I would love that. So this right here, I used in. Um, let me take away my uh, my branding screen here. So this picture right here, I used as part of the promotional advertising for today. Right. This picture looks nothing like the person that I'm speaking with right now. You think so? It it looks nothing like you. But the person that I'm speaking to right now is more attractive than the person in the picture. Wow. Well, that's you know, me. I had my hair in, and normally I have my hair, makeup done, lashes, everything. You're right, you know. But that's what I can look. That's what happens. That's what happens when you have a good hair and makeup team, and you have a good spray tan artist, and you have a good personal trainer, and you have all these amazing things that create that package, right? Correct. And you know what? To the majority of men, that's what sells. That picture is what sells. But there's a, a, a select few. As, oh, I would say there's more of a select few. Um, there's, you know, there's a, a growing. I'm going to murder my daughter. Um, there's a growing, uh, you know, thing in the, you know, especially of men that I know that just like real. And yeah. the woman that's sitting in front of me is a, is a beautiful, natural girl next door who's also a mom. And that right there is more attractive to any other model that I've ever seen in my life. And that's something I want people to start seeing more of me because that is the majority of who I am every day. My daily, daily grind. I'm a mom first. I'll always be a mom first. I don't get dressed up like that for my son. Yeah, You know, I'm hair is back, no makeup on. He's lucky if I have makeup on, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because he doesn't, that's also too what I really want to start bringing out more. And the whole mental health, you know, side of me is just being that realness, that real mom, like where I can look like that. I can, and we see it because that's what I do for my living and my career and how I make money. But there's also a time limit on that, but there's never going to be a time limit on me being a parent. You know what I mean? That that's just it's already in the cards. It's already happened. And that's what I do every day. But I do what I do because it's kind of like acting, you know? Yeah, I get exactly. to be something that I'm not. And it's a huge, obviously, I wouldn't say it's a, not a confidence boost because it is. I mean, anybody who gets their hair and makeup done, especially any woman, you know, um, they're going to tell you they feel beautiful and better about themselves. And, you know, and, and that's something where I would love to, to share with women um, as I built my platform over the years is it's important to take care of yourself. It's important for that self-care because that self-care trickles down eventually to your mental health and then how you feel. Right. And then how you treat other people. Yeah. People who are rude and mean always usually have something internally going on within. Absolutely. Themselves. Right, because kindness is is golden. That's that's key to everything. But I feel like sometimes we aren't kind to ourselves, and yeah. I've come to reality that having the career that I have adds a lot of pressure, which then can in return make me become less confident. So then I feel like the only way that I'm gonna almost even get um, just like no one say that 
satisfaction of just being me, but I feel like it's definitely something, a platform that I've used with my modeling as a way for me to get approval or people to like me, right? Because anybody can tell me I'm pretty all day long, but then as women, I don't know if you saw that one um, like viral thing going around where girls would literally like look like this. Yeah. And then they would do this and then they would. Yeah. So that's kind of like my career is basically like that, but just on, on speed. <laughs> yeah. You know, where I'm looking all crappy and then boom, I bring him back, you know. Yeah. And you know what? That's the sad thing about that is that was a, it still is a huge TikTok trend for that. And that the only thing that really, um, for me in my eyes, kind of really opened people's eyes to is catfishing. Because, mm. I mean, there's this one girl on TikTok. And I mean, she's not, she's attractive in an untraditional way. Most people kind of look at her and go, eh, you know, what an average looking girl. But then when she does her hair and makeup, I mean, she doesn't even look like the same person. I mean, it looks like completely two different people. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, that is exactly what catfishing is. If, you know, because I mean, yeah, you can show that picture of who, what she does look all done up and then comes to a date or whatever and says, oh, this is how I really am. No makeup. It, it's not, it, it's, it, it's not exactly the best way. Now, the way you do it though, on a completely different, it's, is what it the way it should be, you know? Because you I mean yes, you put out pictures of what you look like for professional reasons, but then on the same page on your Instagram page, I can also go see real pictures of you and your son together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or so it, me wearing a hat, or exactly, or you know, I'll be like, oh, I got my hair cut, which I I do, you know. And normally, I I I've had my hair a lot longer, and I've gotten it cut, and you know, the, I got the COVID cut to get just some new you know, whatever image going on. But yeah, that's, that is the reality of what I do where I want to start showing people a side of me where I can get all dolled up for work, acting, whatever it is, purpose. But then there is a whole other side of me where I am a mom and I'm cool and I'm chill. I'm a tomboy, you know, I'll get, I love sports. I'll, I'll get down and dirty with the boys and go fishing, whatever. I'm not going to look like that on Instagram, like that's that costs a lot of money to look like that. <laughs> it does, and, you know, it, it takes a lot of time. It's like two, three hours of me sitting in a chair. Who has time for that, you know? And, and that's that's also the reality, too. Is like, I want people to start understanding like an image on Instagram could literally take all day and a whole team of people. But if I start doing video, I'm not going to be able to. Uh, to do all that. So I really truly just want people to see me and like me for me and just yeah. appreciate that other side that I have. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think anyone that's watching this right now or watching this tomorrow or later or whatever is going to see that real side of you. And I guarantee you that if you put out a video on Friday of you just, you know, cooking eggs just for, and looking like this, you would get just as many hits on that than you would on anything else. Yeah, because I don't think I'm a, I don't think I'm a bad looking person, but I do know certain things like putting lashes on. I have literally no nothing on my eyes that could totally throw off my look or make people think, wow, it's a big difference. Because I know, I mean, I see myself transform, so I know the steps. And I'm terrible at putting my own makeup on these days. That's also too why I'm like, I don't plan anything. 
going out any or all that stuff unless some of my beauty things are taken care of. You know? <laughs> oh no, and you're definitely and you like I daughter, said. So just wait. Yeah. Oh, I got two actually. Um, oh, one's okay. actually eighteen. Oh. Wow. Um. Yeah. I'm sure I, you deal with. I started young. I was twenty when I had her. Um. Yeah. But. So so I'm sure you've gone through it with her. Is she all into like the beauty? And she really is. She's also at the same time. She's also at the I don't give a shit stage too. So she'll, you know, <laughs> she, it, it, she's a, um, she's a, she's definitely a lipstick lesbian. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I mean, no, cause she is a lesbian, but she's definitely a lipstick lesbian. But at the same time, she's like, I don't give a shit, you know, if I look that way or not. It's just for the sake of, you know, my Instagram followers, which, you know, at 18 years old, it's one of, still one of those big things. She wants to look good. But and when she's just walking around the house, it's, you know, Whatever. you know, Hanes, yeah. you know, freaking jogging pants, sweatpants and a cutoff. And she's like, whatever. <laughs> and that's the beauty of us being women is we're yep. able to transform ourselves when it comes down to this, our hair, uh, our makeup, you know, being, having that choice of all the colors and choices. It's like playtime for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like, okay, am I wearing, okay, what shirt am I wearing? Okay. I'm wearing something that's not, you know, promotional. I don't have a logo on here. Okay, cool. Let me go ahead and put on a beanie or a hat and I'm good to go. And, and if I look a little shiny, you know, I don't put on powder. I just turn down my, my little O light here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just right. turn it down. I don't care. Um, you know, I got my purple light behind me and I'm happy. I, that's, <laughs> I don't care. And also, I want to make note of this too is, you know, when I do photo shoots and stuff, it takes like 50 good photos or 50 photos to get like one good one, right? Yep. Or one or two good ones. And there's a lot, people are like, oh, Courtney, you never put terrible photos of you out there. And I'm like, yeah, there's probably been a lot of photos that I didn't think that were cute, but I'm not gonna pick bad ones. Like that would be bad business, right? Exactly. I'm gonna pick the best ones. But then if I do video, like everyone's just gonna start seeing everything. And then, you know, going through like a hundred pound weight loss that adds to like, your head as far as like oh are people gonna judge me or they're gonna make comments and you know because as much as you are like big on natural and women like even girls will can be vicious you oh, know absolutely. we're very competitive it's like oh they don't like this 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 but i'm just like i'm here to to be multifaceted in many layers of who i am it's it, i don't change my soul doesn't change whether or not i have hair extensions or I do, you know? So I think that's a big thing with the people that you interview, like moving forward is I think that's where you really can capture people and who they really are. I don't know. I feel liberated that I took my extensions off, you know, for the first I, time with you. So I, I, I feel honored. I, I feel honored to be totally <laughs> honest with you. I really do. But you know, I mean, again, I mean, I'm that type of guy to where I've had interviews with, um, a couple weeks back, I had a, a country music star on that has only been around for a couple of years, only put out two albums, hasn't really made a whole ton of money. And I literally asked him on the air. I said, you know, you're still, you know, minor leagues compared to some of these other guys. How are you making money right now? Yeah. You know, you're, you can't, you can't tour. That's where you make your money. And he's like, you know what? That's the most real answer I've had. You know, real question I've had all year long since this whole thing started. Luckily, and he was, he was just honest. He goes, luckily my wife's still working. And my album sales are doing pretty well, so we're we're fine. He goes, and plus I was smart. He goes, plus I was smart last year, and I saved a lot of the tour money. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or I asked, you know, a gentleman that was in the original cast of Rent on broad on Broadway, what was what was his coming out story like? Because he's an older gentleman, and you know, I wanted to know what it was like coming out of the closet twenty years ago during the AIDS pandemic. You know, so I I ask these real questions, and I don't care. You know, it's it's all about again the people that come here. I want to walk away knowing something different that they didn't know before about something that they, they watch online or watch on movies or TV or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's good because a lot of my friends and family, they, well, more of my friends, they really do see a side of me because they're around me a lot more where they are seeing me like this, right? They, they do see that alter ego, personal personality, you know, me being me and then the girl who's online doing her thing too you know yeah and i want people to start seeing me for me i really feel like that's important especially now with covid and i have you know a lot of things that i want to do um with a whole bunch of stuff you know so it's just i don't know i'm at that point in my life where i want to i'm not ashamed or i'm not afraid and you shouldn't be yeah. um like i said you were you're you're, you know, like I said, even sitting here in front of me, it's like, damn, you know, I'm Aww. still, you know, privileged just to have this conversation with you. And like I said, the, you know, it, it sounds minor to some people at home, but I mean, the, taking out your uh, hair extensions, you know, is really kind of cool. I mean, yeah. it really is. I mean, but you never give me Aww. a I promised my son I would download a game for him on his iPad. So he's oh. a good boy. So mommy's wrapping things up and we're going to say hi. It's okay, honey. Life, mom life. This is another thing people don't get to see is all the all the interruptions and just the yeah. reality of being a mom, you know? Like there's yeah. things that you have to just take care of and it's stressful at times, but it's Yeah, you know. it really is. <laughs> What but game anyways, does he want? Yeah, maybe this is my time to, I don't know, take care of mom duties. Please do. But, but yeah, no, thank you so much for the interview. I'm really glad that I was able to start yeah. showing the real me. And um, I'll send you a uh, a link to it there for you can promote it on your page. So for people can start seeing who you really are. Yeah, um, no doubt. I love that. And uh, my hair extension people will like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like, no. Promo, cashmere hair. There you go. <laughs> but honestly, I will say this: this is really good quality hair extensions because I've had a lot, and I just like the easiness of it. You know, I normally would do, and I don't know if you're into hair, but I would get normally like my hair, um, like K tips, they're called. And I've been letting my hair grow out for my own natural hair, right? And I love it, but I love now adding just extra little volume. So, again, that's also, too, as being a girl, all the tricks and tools. People, exactly. Us female listener out here can help with that. <laughs> well, thank you again so You're much. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the, your day. And, you know... I hope everything turns out great for you. And I want definitely will have you back on the show again. I, would I love think that. Yeah, I mean, you're awesome. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, thank All you very right. much. You have a great day. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. What a good show. She was awesome. Cat was on earlier. That was awesome. What a great fucking way to start the week. Everybody. Thank you so much for being a part of suck it podcast tonight. Um, 
you guys are amazing as always. Um, I wouldn't be able to be here without you. That's the realism of it all. Um, you know, you guys have done phenomenal things for me. Um, and I, I can't thank you enough. I mean, to think that back in May, when Cat first started the show, we were barely breaking a thousand, and now I'm up to what I am now. So thank you. Um, it lets me know that I'm doing the right things here. So please make sure you hit that like, share, subscribe button. Hit it. Hit it. Yeah, this one. The one right there. See? That right there. Boom. And I know for you all listen on the podcast, y'all can't do that, but <laughs> you'll listen tomorrow. Um, but I thank you guys very much. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. World famous UFC ring girl Ariane Celeste will be on the show. That'll be really fun. And then Wednesday, I got a double header for you guys. I have a really great guest um, in a world-renowned psychic and motivational speaker and life coach. Um, his name is William Constantine. I have him on the show on Wednesday. And then immediately following that, I've got local unsigned, awesome, awesome talent, awesome, great band, Unchained, out of um, Maryland. They will be on the show. So that'll be a great day on Wednesday. And then Thursday... I can't remember what I got that one on Thursday. I'll announce that later. Um, but either way, great week ahead of us as always. And great way to start the week on the, today's um, great Monday. We had a great mental health hour earlier today. Check it out um, on my YouTube page at Suck It Podcast. Um, we talked about vices and how they affect not only you, but your family. And next week, we're going to continue that conversation on Monday at noon um, when it regards to sex vices. So sex and mental health is going to be our conversation for next Monday at noon. But until tomorrow with world-famous ring UFC ring girl Ariane Celeste, I bid you guys adieu. And y'all have a great rest of your day. Stay healthy, stay happy, and talk to you tomorrow. Peace.